Hello everyone, welcome back to the So Can I podcast. Today we are going to be doing a solo episode, so I thought it would be fun to just do a little bit of a year in review and just talk about 2022 and also, you know, what's to come in 2023. And I put a little question box up on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and there were a lot of questions that were submitted. So I'm going to answer some of those at the end of the episode. So I'm I'm really excited for this one. So I thought we would just start out by, you know, going back to January and um, the podcast did not exist at this time, but the idea was there. The idea actually started years ago. Um, I remember I was in college and was a huge fan of podcasts. This was sort of on the cusp, like people weren't really listening to podcasts much, especially younger people. And I was like, I I think that I want to start a podcast. And I asked one of my friends if she wanted to start one with me. And she was like, what would we talk about? And like, who would listen to this? And so uh, she was absolutely right. We had no idea what we would do. And so I kind of sat on the idea for a while, but always kind of thinking that it would be so cool to have one and that that was something that I, you know, had always kind of wanted to do. And so uh, flash forward to last fall and I realized that I, I felt like I could actually do it, but I just didn't know what it would be about. And so I was actually looking back on pictures last night. So I'm recording this on December 23rd. And I was looking back on pictures last night and I had screenshot a quote and it was, uh, it said like, I want to be the kind of person that when someone looks at me, they think, well, if she could do it, then so can I. And I'd kind of been waiting around to launch the podcast until I figured out a good name for it and kind of what I wanted to do with it. And so that was kind of the moment I was like, oh, that's kind of a catchy title. It makes sense. It encompasses what, you know, I want the podcast to be about. And I had my dream guest list and everything they had in common was that they were all business owners and um, had started something, you know, for themselves. And so I thought it was kind of the perfect title. So that was in January, but obviously I did not launch it until June. And I think a lot of that was just kind of like nerves, but also you just kind of have to sit down and actually do it. And uh, there was a huge learning curve to starting a podcast. Uh, Nothing that you couldn't figure out. I mean, literally, if I can do it, then you can too. But um, there is a little bit of a learning curve. You do have to do a lot of research and, you know, get things set up, get systems in place. And and so it took me a few months to kind of do that. I pre-recorded a lot of interviews, which was amazing. And I totally suggest if you're going to start one to do that. I had like 10 or 12 interviews already recorded before I even launched. And that was honestly the best because I was never scrambling for an episode at the last minute. So I actually got this question a couple times in the question box that I put up on Instagram. And I think I'm just going to answer it here. So it was, how do you start a podcast? And you know, there's no wrong way to do it. There's no right way to do it. But I would say do a lot of research, Google, YouTube, you know, listen to a lot of podcasts, do a lot of like market research, kind of figure out what your target 
audience is and what the message is that you're wanting to, you know, put out there. And uh, so figure all of that out before you start. It can be really hard to sit on an idea, especially if you are a big idea person like I am. But I knew that it would be 10 times better if I just really honed in on what my vision was before I actually started it. And so I think that you do need to figure out you know, what you, what you want to do, what you want your message to be. But on the same note, you, you, sometimes you do just have to start, like you're not really ever going to be fully ready. I had no idea truly what I was getting into, even when I launched it. So you just have to, you just have to start. Uh, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, it still isn't perfect. Um, but you know, you're never going to get to your hundredth episode if you don't launch your first one. So, um, just start, but I would, Definitely look into, you know, a microphone. I use Blue Yeti, which I really like. You can get it on Amazon. It's not, I mean, it's an investment, but it's not, it's not too bad. I got mine on sale. And so it was under a hundred dollars when I got mine and I just use headphones that I plug into it. I just use like the headphones that came with the iPhone. So nothing fancy there. I do have an editing software, which is, you don't have to have this. But I did not know how to edit um, anything. And you can use GarageBand if you just want to do it and not have to pay anything. But I use Alitu and uh, I really like it. It's very, very simple. So like if you're looking to really edit out like, you know, if a dog barks or somebody coughs or whatever, then this probably isn't for you because that's a little bit more advanced. But if you're just wanting to edit out pauses and, you know, splice recordings together, then this is, this is definitely for you. Um, it's very, very easy to navigate. It's very easy to understand. And I would actually recommend if you are starting a podcast to record a like fake episode, but do it like make it as real as possible, interview a guest, you know, whether that's like a family member and you could do this a few times, you know, if you have the time, but definitely interview someone and take that interview all the way through, your process because that's what I did. And that's how I got to know like the editing software. So whatever you choose to use, definitely try to get familiar with it before you launch your podcast. Another thing that you need is some sort of recording platform. So I used Zoom in the beginning and I thought it was great. I I didn't really have anything to compare it to. And, uh, then I had a little bit of a malfunction during an interview one time and I realized it was kind of time to look around for maybe something else. And so I was just searching, you know, different kinds of recording platforms and it turns out zoom is like not the best if you're going to be a podcaster because it's not for podcasting. It's not, the audio is not meant for, you know, easy listening and, and for podcasting. So, um, zoom definitely serves its purpose. It's great for meetings or whatever you need that for. But, um, as far as podcasting goes, it isn't the best, but I did a lot of research and I actually found Zencaster and that's what I'm using now. It populates a little chat room for you and it records your audio and however many guests you have in separate tracks. And then you just kind of splice them together. And it's very easy on my editing software. Uh, They don't go together, Zencaster and Alitu, but they, they work very well together. So 
Um, I actually use the free plan for Zencaster, so I don't have to pay anything for it. It's very good, and I have so far really, really enjoyed it. Aside from that, you do need some sort of hosting platform, and so I use Buzzsprout, but you can use Anchor, and there's several others that that are out there. I use Buzzsprout because Anchor is not compatible with Alitu, so it has to be compatible with your editing software. And I like Buzzsprout. I don't really have anything to compare it to, but I have had a good experience with Buzzsprout. So I do like that. So aside from that, I mean, honestly, you just kind of have to start. Like you just, like I said, just record a few fake interviews and kind of go through the process. And honestly, like starting a podcast isn't a really hard thing to do. There is a learning curve. Uh, the hard thing is to continue a podcast. Most podcasts, you know, are not even active after their 30th episode. And so, uh, you know, if you really, really want to start one, then know that like the easy part is starting it, but the hard part is continuing to produce an episode, you know, every week or however many episodes you're wanting to, to have a week. And so, um, but yeah, I would just say if you're wanting to start one, just start and, and also reach out to me if you have any questions about that. And so on that note, I do want to get into kind of where the podcast is going. I am super excited for January. January, I'm kind of doing a little series. So it's kind of like a better you series. I know that's very cliche, but uh, that's kind of where I'm headed. I'm kind of hoping to group episodes more like that and not just have random episodes. But who knows? Uh, I've not booked February yet. That's a goal of mine to book quarter at a time. So to be booked kind of three months out, just for my sanity and peace of mind. But uh, a lot of episodes of January, there's actually five Tuesdays in January. And so I have three recorded and two scheduled. So um, we are going to be hearing from an organizer and a recipe developer, recipe creator, a health coach, a functional nutritionist, and a Christian author and speaker. So I'm very excited for the lineup And again, it's going to be kind of all focused on the new year and kind of like the habits that we can create in the new year to to get us through 2023. So I'm very excited about where it's going. And I I really just can't wait to see it it continues to grow each week. And I'm, I'm honestly surprised, you know, in the beginning I would get an email every week. Buzzsprout sends an email of like your weekly audience. And in the beginning, you know, it was like, your your weekly audience was 20, you know, listeners, 20 unique listeners and and I thought that was great like that 20 people wanted to listen to the podcast. And so it's gradually grown and I remember getting an email one time I was like your weekly audience was 295 people and I'm like, "Oh my gosh." And so it's continuing to to grow, which is very very fun and I can't wait to see where it goes in 2023. Okay, so now I want to get into some of the questions that were in the question box. And it's funny because I had a couple friends that submitted some questions and they were like the rapid fire questions that I ask at the beginning of the episode each each time if you're a listener. So we are going to start off with a few of those rapid fire questions um, that were submitted. So We'll start with favorite podcasts because I feel like, I mean, this is a podcast, so we should definitely start there. Um, I listen to podcasts for pure entertainment, also for some like educational purposes, but typically entertainment. What I do on a daily basis is I have a lot of computer work. I am in the kitchen developing recipes and 
I can listen to a podcast most of the time. So I like to have something on in the background where it's either entertaining me or teaching me something. And so so I do love I have I've actually had a couple of hosts of podcasts on this podcast. And so I do love the How to Do That podcast. It's kind of what inspired me to start this one. And it's entertaining, but it's also educational. I love Girls' Night with Stephanie Mae Wilson. That's very, very fun. Um, I love The Skinny Confidential with Lauren and Michael Bostick. Their guests are very – they're both kind of entertaining and educational. Um, If you're looking for something of pure entertainment and you're a Bravo fan, then Giggly Squad, Two Judgy Girls, they're both really, really good. Um, And then I also love Salem the Podcast. I had their host on – two weeks ago, Sarah, and it's such a good podcast. I particularly love the episodes where they go into the witch trials because they're just, they're, it's two Salem tour guides. They're very, very knowledgeable about everything. They do a lot of research and they really prepare for the episodes and and you can definitely tell. And so I do love that podcast. I listen to it every week. And then also on that note, I love history. And so Noble Blood is a very good podcast as well. The host, her name's Dana Schwartz, and she uh, she kind of just covers different uh, monarchs in history and, and just kind of their life and then ultimately their downfall. And so it's very, very interesting. Okay, let's move on to favorite books. So I have a love affair with Ellen Hildebrand. She is my absolute favorite author. I There will never be another like her. And if you're an avid fan, you know that she is retiring in two years. So she's only writing two more novels, one this coming summer, so in 2023, and then her last one will come out in 2024. And that makes me so sad. I've read all of her books. I've not read her most recent book. The Hotel Nantucket is what it's called. I, I have it, but I'm just like saving it because I don't want to read it. I just reread one of her books, The Rumor. It was good. Um, I think that was my first book that I read of hers, but I love anything by her. If you have never heard of her or if you want to start reading her books, some of my favorites are uh, Silver Girl, Summerland, The Perfect Couple, and then I happened to love 28 Summers. It was so incredibly sad and just like heart-wrenching, but um, I loved it. I know it got kind of got mixed reviews, like you either loved it or you hated it, and I personally loved it. So that's a good one too, but it's also sad. Um, a couple of books that I've really enjoyed this year, uh, I read The Sanatorium. It's kind of just like a whodunit, which I've been really kind of into lately. Uh, the Last House Guest was good. An Unwanted Guest was really good. Um, I'm actually reading right now The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley, and I'm excited to kind of get into that. It's it's like a whodunit, and it's in a snowy setting, so I feel like it's kind of perfect because if you are local to – well, really, I feel like everywhere in the United States is experiencing freezing cold temperatures, so it's a good little cozy read. But I'm, I'm probably going to share more of what I'm reading on – the podcast uh, Instagram this year, just because I do read a lot and I also have good reads. So if you're ever curious, I do have good reads. Okay. I also got favorite TV shows. And as I said earlier, I love Bravo. uh, So I really just watch a lot of reality TV if I watch TV. So my favorites are Southern Charm, Summer House, which Summer House is about to come back on. And um, yeah, The Real Housewives, I like it all. So I would say Bravo. I also 
have been getting into The Crown. I felt like this season was a little bit slow, the one that just came out, but I do like that show. And uh, I thought The Outer Banks was really good. I love Selling Sunset. Uh, The Walking Dead ended this year, uh, but there's going to be several spinoffs, so I'm excited about those. And then I just watched the Harry and Meghan documentary, and I found it pretty fascinating, actually. I, I I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, but I did enjoy it. The first few episodes were a little bit slow, but it picked up towards the end. Okay, best purchase of 2022, and I would say after a lot of thought that this would be, I I had LASIK eye surgery this year, and it's been so amazing. I mean, I can see, like, it's the craziest thing if you think about it. Like, I, I could not see, and now I can see, and I don't have to wear glasses. I could not wear contacts, and now I don't have to do either. So it was amazing. Recovery was a breeze. Let me know if you have any questions about that because it was truly life changing. Okay. I also got this question a couple times and it was just like a life update. Like, what are you up to? Where are you working? That kind of stuff. And I've alluded to it a few times on the podcast, but I, you know, develop recipes and that's what I've done for the past like year or so. I develop recipes for fitness apps and that's been really, really fun and I do enjoy it and I'm still doing that. But I also was introduced just through a mutual friend and my sister to a uh, the owner of a medical aesthetics business here in Knoxville. And so I am doing their marketing. So I'm kind of like full-time doing all of their marketing, their social media, and it's so much fun. I love my days going there. It's it's a great balance of being able to go into the office and see people and talk to people, be around people, and then also be at home and developing recipes and doing all of that kind of thing. So I really, really enjoy it and it's very fun. I also got a couple of questions asking me like what my day-to-day looked like and honestly, it's so different every day because I have so much variety. It's not like I just wake up and go, you know, drive 20 minutes to my job and then work all day and then drive home. So so I would say some days I wake up and I am in the kitchen all day or all morning or I spend the morning working on my computer and then in the afternoon I'm in the kitchen. And so some of that, some some days kind of look like that. Some days look like me being in Knoxville at my marketing job all day, you know, shooting content or doing photo shoots or filming procedures or meeting with, you know, the rest of the people that work there. And so, so it looks very different every day. I spend a lot of my time on my computer having to do a lot of like just back-end computer work, whether that's typing up recipes or editing recipe photos. And so, I also got a question about what it looked like to create a recipe and I feel like that's a good time to kind of answer that here. So a lot of it a lot of things go into creating recipes. Like it's it's not as simple as it might seem. So first you have to come up with the recipe and so that could either be, you know, you testing a recipe three or four times and it not working out and then you figuring out what to do, you know, and how to make it work out. Uh, sometimes you get it on the first try and that's, that's great. Um, and so anyways, you have to, you know, kind of come up with the recipe in your mind and then you have to make it and, you know, make sure it tastes good. And, and once you kind of perfect the recipe, then you can take photos of it and then you have to edit those photos and that can take a while. And then you have to type up the recipe. So type up a little, you know, a write up about it. 
the ingredient list, the directions, you have to calculate the macros, so the calories, carbs, fats, proteins, and so a lot more goes into it than one would think. And uh, But anyways, I do really enjoy all that I'm doing right now. So I'm excited for the new year and to just kind of continue doing more of the same. Okay, I got this question a few times and it was your favorite place to eat. And I do ask that to my guests. Um, and I am so bad about trying to figure out a place places to eat because I love, I'm such a foodie. And so I think I'm going to kind of keep it local to Knoxville. And so it's funny because all of these places I went to with my friend, Megan, she introduced me to literally all of these places. So thank you, Megan. But I thought I'd break it down into like breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and then maybe like a little dessert afterwards. But um, for breakfast, I would say Holly's Gourmet Market in Knoxville. It's so, so good. You just won't get a bad meal there. Everything I've had has been amazing. For lunch, I have really been enjoying kava, so like the Mediterranean version of like Chipotle. And it's so, oh, it's just so good. I actually had it last night. And also, I love Lakeside Tavern for a little lunch. Um, it's also in Knoxville. Dinner, I would say probably Chivo. I really love Chivo. I think it's just, it. you just know what you're going to get when you go there. And it's easy, it's fun, it's, it's, it's really, really good. For drinks, I would say Brother Wolf in the Old City in Knoxville. Uh, their espresso martini is the best espresso martini I've ever had, and I've had a lot of them. I've taste tested a lot, done a lot of market research, and this is the best one that I've ever tasted. For dessert, I honestly, I'm not a huge dessert person. Like I would rather eat just like another meal. Honestly, I love like savory things, but. If I'm going to have anything sweet, I do enjoy ice cream, and the best ice cream that I've ever had is Cruise in Knoxville. So they have a location on Gay Street, and it is so good. Uh, another good, I was just thinking off the top of my head, another couple good places to go in Knoxville for dessert are, you know, the buttermilk pie shop is really good. They're like peanut butter pie. You can get like a little single serving one. It's amazing. And then my mom just had a birthday, and we got her a strawberries and cream bunt cake from Nothing Bunt Cakes. And oh my gosh, it was so good. So I got this question a couple of times and it was, what is your favorite episode of the podcast? And that is like so hard for me because I have genuinely loved everyone. I've connected to everyone's stories. And so I really don't even know that I can pick a favorite. Ones that stand out to me are the the first episode, which was with Stephanie Mae Wilson. And it was just like, she made me feel very comfortable as an interviewer. And that's something that I, you know, and she obviously has a podcast, so she kind of knows the drill, but that was something that I, that's kind of just stuck with me because she is, I I just really enjoyed chatting with her. Another one, of course, would be with Emily Landers, just because I do look up to her so much in the podcasting space. So I would say those two were, you know, ones that kind of just come to mind, but honestly, all of them have been so much fun to record. Like I really truly mean it when I say I don't think I've had a bad guest on here. I mean, they have been so amazing and I'm 
incredibly thankful that people give me their time to record these interviews. So, so another question I got was advice for pivoting your career. And I thought this was a really interesting question because I think it's something that a lot of people are thinking about. And also like my first reaction was just listen to all of the episodes of the podcast because most of my guests have pivoted their careers. In fact, I'm having trouble thinking of one person that started out doing what they're doing now. So yeah, listen to the podcast, honestly, like pick an episode, uh, someone you think is interesting and listen to it. One that just kind of popped into my head was with Allie Mason Hoffberg. She, she kind of started out in a corporate job and now she's blogging full time. And her episode was very interesting. And I had a lot of, um, similarities I felt with her. Another one I just recorded that you can kind of look be on the lookout for is with Alicia Pope. She is purely Pope. That's her blog. And she went from like event planning when COVID hit, obviously event planning kind of stopped. And then now she is a health coach full time. She's a Pilates instructor and she's really turned her business into something that's that's really cool. And so I mean, honestly, all of my guests though have pivoted in some way. So definitely just go listen to the podcast. I would say my personal advice to you is if you're thinking about it enough, then you probably should just do it, but don't just blindly go into something, you know, do a lot of research. I remember doing so much research on just different sort of careers after I'd graduated college because I just wasn't really happy in my job. And so I did a lot of research, Googled all the time, like, what can I do? Like, what jobs are kind of out there? Because I think we do really every college student and, and even not college student a disservice by, you know, not educating them on what all is out there. And so uh, anyways, but my blanket advice to everyone is just listen, pick an episode and listen to it and listen to how they, my guests, pivoted their career because they have a lot of great advice. Okay. Last question. Best part of the year. I love this question. And gosh, there's been, there's been so many good parts. I think that the first thing that popped into my head was Tennessee football. Like it was such a great season and it was so much fun. And I really, really love, I mean, being on the field when we beat Alabama was the craziest experience ever. It, it will go down in history as the best sporting event. I still sometimes listen or look back on videos and pictures and stuff. And and if you were there, or even if you weren't there, if you were a Tennessee fan and you were watching from somewhere else, you will never be able to listen to Dixieland Delight the same way ever again. It's forever burned in my memory and it was just such a fun season. It's not over yet. We still have a game in a week and I am excited and just excited for what's to come with that because it's it's been there have been some dark days on Rocky Top, but it's looking up. So that would probably be the best part of the year. It's just it was so fun to go to all the games this year. Okay, so with that, we are just gonna end on that note. On end on that high note. Uh, it's been a great year. Can't wait for 2023 and to see what happens with the podcast in 2023. And uh, thank you so much for listening. It it means so much to me that people listen to this podcast. 
If you made it this far, it would mean a lot if you could leave a review, rate the podcast, share it with a friend, share it on social media. You know, that's how we get into other people's ears. And so thank you so much to those of you who who already have done that and do that on a daily basis. I really appreciate you and I will talk to you in the new year.